Hello, and this is Tanya Logan. Welcome back to The Coat, Confessions of a Therapist. And today I am speaking with Shola Adewomi. She is a doctoral candidate. She is a holistic, holistic wellness specialist that also specializes in self-love within Black relationships or persons of color. And she has her own business, Mind, Body, and Soul Complete. So I'll let her speak more to that. And welcome, Ms. Shola. <laughs> thank you so much, Tanya. It's a pleasure being here with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so right now I am in the last part of my doctoral program, looking forward to graduating in October. Um, and part of the intention for even pursuing that degree was to be able to be in many different spaces okay. and, and to not be limited. And of course, one big part of that is working for myself. Absolutely. I understand that. <laughs> so the business, um, my wellness business allows me to incorporate my passions with that freedom of creating my own schedule, collaborating with people who I see would be beneficial to the mission. And the primary mission that we have is to incorporate different types of holistic alternative therapies as a way to support people's growth and development. So whether that may be Reiki, whether that may be astrology, um, meditation, massage, yoga, psychotherapy, consultation, all of those things we put together and help people create a plan. Also, nutritional wellness is a part of that too. Mind, body, spirit. Yes, ma'am. So, this is part of the COVID Chronicles. Um, so, we're talking to clinicians from different aspects of the behavioral health and mental health field, talking about how they fare through COVID. I mean, we're still in it, but um, I think we're kind of getting towards the end of it. But so 2020, I decided to find something therapeutic to do to get myself through um, COVID. So this is where the podcast started. So tell me a little about how you got through COVID. What were you doing? Let's talk about (laughs) professional and personal. Absolutely. So in the beginning, when, um, you know, COVID became a, a very serious and complex thing within our society, I was in a space where I was commuting to school every day. I was in my training program, commuting there back and forth. Um, twice a week and things you know they they there was a balance um stressful heavy workload and also finding time to hang out with friends socialize um going out you know and deciding if you could even do that and that too right so that was completely shifted once they were like okay lockdown stay home right there was no more hanging out going out um i did have a neighbor and she's very much like, you know, stays to herself anyway. So her and I, we would still connect, but there were, of course, still limitations to that. And so I actually took that opportunity to spend more time with myself, more intentional time with myself. Okay. So I was engaging in a lot of what um, people would call shadow work, okay. doing that deep dive into traumas, 
um because there was speaking of personal life there was some things as far as like my relationship history that i did not like you know and i was like something has to change like you you need to really dig into this because you're making the same mistakes you know so i was deep into that work i was doing yoga every day I was just in a complete space of like spiritual elevation. Okay. Um, so it initially worked in my favor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as time went on, I was still doing my things, but my work, it did start to get difficult okay. to engage in the therapy work. Okay. Um, so, Why is that? Well, really because, and I didn't realize this until I reflected on it, but my home was not set up for a home office. Oh, okay. So I found myself, I had like this little desk I got from Walmart, like a little fold up desk in my couch. Yeah. And I would be there for hours on, on end, right? And the difference between working in the office versus working at home was that you could go over session, right? And you have somebody else in the waiting room quote unquote right yeah, the virtual waiting the room, waiting room right so in the the in-person format where there's a little space i can go run to the restroom and you know go grab my next client i'm walking around chit chat and yeah didn't have that right so i was going back to back to back to back to back to back not taking breaks and my back started hurting and i'm like and again i didn't realize it in the moment until i'm like wait this feels different yeah i don't feel good right and so i'm like okay i need to get a real desk okay i need to get a real office chair mm-hmm. how am i gonna pay for that that's another thing i so i was primarily relying on my school loans okay to support yeah, that i was okay. still in school i had not started transitioning yet into um the the working part of my program so at the time I was still doing just training work and I still had my classwork so that was another thing too like I still had classwork that I had to incorporate so that was more hours of virtual time and sitting there and I don't think that I got as much that year in terms of learning as I usually would in class like I'm very much like a in person you got a board you know you have discussion but people are there with their cameras off there's no discussion we're on our phones you know so it just wasn't disengaged disengaged um so it was definitely a struggle to get through but here we are now what two three years later almost and i'm like all right so what was the biggest transition for you during covid so we talked about you working from home more Mm -hmm. and then you transitioning out of that uh school environment into then i guess working for an agency Mm -hmm. was it private it was private it was private so did you feel supported during that time when you were um working during covid because for me i felt like when i was in the professional environment i didn't feel like i was support as much as I should have been Mm. and you know that says a lot about my agency and how that the inner workings of that was but for me I didn't feel supported um I felt that stress but you going into a new company it's Mm -hmm. hard to build those relationships especially in the midst of COVID Mm -hmm. can you speak to a little bit of that yeah so I felt the support. Now, this company that I was working with, 
um, I actually had trained there. Okay. So they were familiar with me. Um, but honestly, and as I'm thinking about it now, I didn't necessarily want to be so connected. Okay. Right? I, there was something maybe about the culture okay. of the agency that I didn't necessarily fully align with. Mm-hmm. And there were opportunities to connect and to receive support, but I don't think I took them. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, that's very honest. Mm-hmm. And because of that, so COVID created that necessary space for you. It did. Okay. okay. It did. It did. Now, it was difficult because one of my um, uncles, one of my like favorite uncles, he transitioned during that time, too. So when he passed, um, you know, they were very supportive in me taking time off and just having that space to myself to be with family and things like that. So they were definitely supportive during that time. Same thing happened yeah. to me. Yeah. My uncle passed. Mm-hmm. Um, very close to him, but he was more like a dad to me. Mm. So I think it was closing a chapter that I was not prepared for. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad they were supportive. So personally, we talked about you changing some of your dating habits on COVID. <laughs> Let's speak to you a little bit more because I know where you are now. You yeah. are a married woman now. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much you want to share about that, but. Let's talk about how that dating life changed and got here. Yeah, I mean, whew, okay. <laughs> so I actually met my husband during COVID, mm, okay. right? So it was the first time I had flown um, since everything started. Okay. I was going to go see one of my brothers. He was graduating. Um, he, of course, didn't have an actual graduation. So we did something at the house and I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm there because things were so different. Like his his last year, he didn't expect it to be this way. There was no prom, there was no graduation, you know? So- And that was in 2020. That was 2020. Okay. Right, so June, yeah, June 2020. And I was like, I gotta make it there, right? So I booked my flight, Spirit, <laughs> Spirit Airlines, girl, it's <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Talk about them. Okay, but it, but you know it was there was a lot of great things that happened on that flight. Um, that's when I met my husband on the flight. On the flight. Okay, were you sitting together? We were sitting right next to each other. Um, now before I even got there, right? So I was doing my shadow work, and I got to a point where I was like, okay, I, I feel clear, I feel lighter, I'm more um, focused in and in alignment with creating a family right creating that foundation for a family to grow and like seeing my vision and recognizing that the way I was dating would not support my vision for a family and so I took a vow of celibacy I was just like these are my this is what I want if you're not on board with this blessings to you but we just this is not gonna work I've done that several times in my life I think I've been so Wow. More than two-year periods, more than two-year periods. Yeah. I mean, when I was in my master's program. Mm. Yeah. I was to, to the brain last six months. Wow. So I understand what you want to be focused on a goal. Just so. exactly. Just very focused. Okay. Um,
you know, I did what we call like manifestation, okay. right? So I wrote out very specific things. I stayed away from like physical characteristics okay. and like looks and things like that because for me it was again the qualities and the characteristics the of the internal, right? Okay. What type of husband is going to be able to help you lay this foundation that you see? Okay. You know, what type of husband is going to help guide you, right? Mm-hmm. And and who can you guide? And so I was very specific in that regard, even down to like some astrology stuff. Like I I was researching, I'm like, okay, based on these aspects of my birth chart, what would work well? So I did all of that. And then the day of my flight, I heard like a voice say, you're limiting yourself with this list, right? Because every day I would pray on the list. I did a vision board. I would look at the vision board. I would do like visualizations and like, you know, imagine what it would be like having this life that I wanted and I listened that day and I was like you know I thank you for allowing me to receive what's on this list and more right whatever I didn't put down and I released it right so I walk on the plane and um I actually got into a car with somebody who was Jamaican. The Uber driver was Jamaican. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, cause my part of my family is Jamaican. So I'm like, oh, this feels just like home. Like we talked, had a great conversation. I listened to some reggae music, reggae. you know, it puts me in a mood. It's a, it, it puts you in a mood, it's right? A it's a different energy. And so I get on the plane and I hear somebody speaking Patois. Jamaican dialect, yes. right? And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great trip. Like this, Jamaica's just <laughs> everywhere. Like, yes, I'm at home. My soul feels full. Listen, come to find out, I'm sitting next to this person. And so I spark up the conversation again. Something's like, say something. I'm like, no, I say something. I'm like, oh, but I say something. I'm like, you're from Yard. Okay. You know, and and he looks at me. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. You know, and then. We just start talking from there and everything he was saying was just like, did you look at my list before? <laughs> wow, okay. Into spirituality, into black fatherhood, into public speaking and, and wanting to better the community, veganism and, and really focused on his health. And girl, when he told me he needed to stop the conversation to meditate and read, Shut I said, door. okay. <laughs> Check, 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 check. Yup, and that's. Girl, we were going. It was DC to Atlanta, so couldn't oh, well, couldn't, sure. couldn't have been more than an hour thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here I am. What two years later? We just had our wedding in April, okay. and we're also. You know, looking forward to next steps, moving forward and growing our family. Yeah, I'm loving, I'm loving. Okay, cool. So tell me how the pandemic uh, unfolded for you guys. You know, in mm-hmm. a new relationship. Uh, did he live locally or? He lived 10 minutes from me. Oh my God. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. So we were able to see each other often. Um, our first date was a hiking trip. Okay. So a lot of what we did were like, you know, outdoorsy activities. Um, very like not what I ever experienced in the past. Like we, we didn't do the dinner and the movie till like later on, oh. you know? Um, so it was very interesting in that respect. Like. I was experiencing new things in life and I'm like this I like this you know I want more of this so it was good that 
we had to be creative with the things that we did Definitely. because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. I started dating a gentleman that I knew many moons before, mm. um, but we rekindled a relationship and we had to become real creative. I remember one time, because I think he first came up to visit me because he lives long distance. Mm. And the first time he came up, it was like, this is odd. <laughs> it's like, because I haven't seen you in years. But our first real date was in my living room. Candlelight. Mm. We dressed up. Yes. And I, you know, I made dinner, dessert, wine, all these different things right in front of the fireplace. And then we just had to... We played out like we were in a jazz club. Mm. You know, we played it all the way through the whole night. So I know wow. what you mean. We have become creative. Yeah. Because you had very few options. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps you connect more. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about if COVID or just you on your new path mm. changed how this dating experience unfolded for you. I think my the new path mm-hmm. was essentially supported okay. by covid okay. um it allowed me to again focus more on myself mm-hmm. and not pouring out energy to like other people which you know as as therapists that's something that we do on a daily right absolutely but i still have my clients mm-hmm. but i didn't have that pull from like other social interactions you know so I was able to focus the energy on me and really just support the journey that I wanted to embark um, for myself because like I said I there was things happening and I was like something has to change I want I want better Better. for me you know Mm -hmm. so it actually facilitated that process even more okay yeah so what did he give you that was different I wish you guys could see this smile. <laughs> yeah, he he showed me that pain and love did not have to be synonymous. Right? Okay. At one point in my journey, I had internalized that well if the person hurts you, mm-hmm and they come back and they stay, it must be because they love you, right? And- We begin to normalize We begin to normalize it. It's not, it's not. And for me, it was like different with him because we weren't in that sort of toxic cycle. You know, it was very, we were very straightforward. We were very honest. And that allowed me to see that love can be unconditional love is unconditional right and so yes we may get into things we may have disagreements however there is another what's the word it's like a like there's a climax and then there's a come down part right and so when we would get to those climaxes i was just used to walking away and then we coming back to the table and nothing it's like nothing happened okay but we actually went through the whole cycle, cycle of okay. that conflict resolution okay. you know and got to the end of it and at the end it was like oh wow mm. we're healing like this is and healing and we learned yes yes 
Yes, yes, I yes. I think people are so afraid of confrontation. Mm. And people don't understand. They, for some reason, that word becomes negative, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. just confronting issues up front. Yes. That's all it is. Yes. Let's confront this, yes. and let's deal with it, and work it all the way through. So I'm glad. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I yeah. That. yeah. Okay. So now we're here. Now we're here. Okay. <laughs> so how did your profession, so you move from the private um, agency over to now a psychiatric hospital? Yes, now I'm at a psychiatric hospital. Um, very different work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was done that way intentionally. Okay. In my past, I've worked within the juvenile justice system. I've worked within the school mental health system, okay. and I've also worked within the, the community system um, through that private practice. Okay, that's very simple. <laughs> and now I'm with the juvenile justice yes. system. Yes. Mental health for children inside the school in PG County. PG County, yeah. Yep. The TNI program. And then now psychiatric hospital yep. so I'm very simple. yes ma'am look things are divinely aligned know, okay <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that since covid because i know hospitals would be very difficult during a pandemic mm-hmm. so what did that look like for you how did it change or was there any um stressors for that time for sure i mean just the the mere fact of moving from being in the comfort of my home all i gotta do is get up get ready go to my computer that's 10 feet away (laughs) to now having to get up earlier right to get in the car i gotta drive gotta be in traffic because now more people are starting to come out you know things are opening back up so there was more people on the road um and so that in itself was an adjustment for me that preparation piece um and then being in a building Right from nine to five or eight to eight thirty to five, mm-hmm. you know that's very different from my schedule of I work with clients from let's say twelve noon to about eight nine o'clock. Okay, you know on one day of the week, another day of the week I have a different schedule. Maybe it's like five to nine, and then you know so I didn't have that flexibility anymore in terms of my hours. Okay, um, so that was another adjustment that I had to make, and then. Or did you feel safe, um, you know, going back into that environment? Because in your home, you kind of control what you're exposed to. Yeah, yeah. It. I didn't feel unsafe. Okay. Let me say that. Um, I was aware of the increased risk. However, and this is just part of my own, like, philosophy in, the, in my lifestyle is, you know, I eat in a very specific way. Yeah. You know, I engage in certain practices like again holistic practices that support my wellness so i wasn't um worried in that respect it was just okay i'm having to adjust to this new environment um and you know and they have policies in terms of like you know frequently getting those that test actually this, this psychiatric hospital does really well when i transition yeah where you are now yeah. um you know just the ppe they have ready yeah. available for yeah. you the weekly testing, yes. it was just, I felt very safe. Yeah. And felt like the ATC cared about our well-being. well-being. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, when you eat well, when you do certain practices at home in conjunction with that, because I have yet to have COVID, and knock on wood, knock on wood, I have yet to catch COVID. Um, but, you know, 80% of your um, uh, 
immune system is in your gut. Yes. You know. Yes. You know, I'm throwing out numbers, but I think it's something. <laughs> it's a high number, yeah. It's a high number, you know, of your immune system is in your gut. Mm-hmm. How you treat your gut. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So, not to interrupt, but go back no, to No, no, no. That, that, I mean, people need to hear that part too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was adjusting to... Um, you know, being in, in close proximity with people. And again, like there are certain protocols that we had, like if there was anybody, a staff on the unit who had um, tested positive for COVID, they would change the protocol. They would kind of up the protocol. Um, you know, if there were, if there was an individual who tested positive, yeah. we were not even allowed to go on the unit yeah. as a trainee. So there were things that they did to again mitigate that risk and and, and and keep us safe essentially um there were issues with like spacing and just in terms of our office um but we dealt with it as best as we could and you know we were able to work things out but again it was an adjustment um and just just having to get used to certain things so did it affect you know transitioning because you're in this space where you've just gotten engaged and then getting married so did that affect your home life or do you have to find a new balance or a new normal transitioning back into the work um, environment? Yeah, I definitely had to find a new balance. We had to find it because in the beginning of our um, dating process and our relationship, we were able to spend just random time with each other, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the day. And, you know, he's an entrepreneur, so he's able to kind of like tailor his schedule as well. And so because of the way my program was set up, my school classes were set up, um, I was able to just be flexible with that. Now, going into back into the building, back into the hospital, I didn't have those eight hours of free time, Mm -hmm. right? So we had to make sure we had time on the weekends. Mm -hmm. We would go out on dates every weekend. and then we also made sure that in the evenings, like we had our own time, you know, so we would like, you know, of course, cook dinner, maybe watch a couple shows, yeah. maybe read a little bit before bed. And then like we had we had to do those things in order to sustain those changes. Um, and then there were other times where I was just tired. Yeah. You know, exactly. just just exhausted. Yeah, because you're transitioning out of this environment now because you guys are expanding your family, which I'm so excited about. Congratulations for that. So as this transition starts for you, mm-hmm. here at Confessions of a Therapist, we have the Coke question. Mm. Rapid fire question. Okay. You <laughs> because you're going to be transitioning into this new space, I'm going to ask you the first question is to see, like, what are you more conscious of? Mm, I'm more conscious of my mental health and and my needs, my individual needs. Um, I'm recognizing that there has to be more initiative Mm -hmm. and accountability for doing things for me, right? Because I usually play the role of being there for other people Mm -hmm. and supporting family, you know, family, friends. They like, they know who to call, right? And I give, 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 but then that leaves me without, right? Okay, so the O, what are you optimistic about? Ah, I'm optimistic about having freedom. Freedom, okay. (laughs) 
I'm optimistic about being able to, again, set my own schedule, use my time in the way that I want to use my time. Um, you know, traveling, okay. spending time with family and friends who, again, support me and, and important, to you. important to me, right? Okay. So this is always the same. Uh-huh. Do you feel like you're your, more authentic, your most authentic self right now? I think the most authentic, so yes, right? Blanket, yes. Uh-huh. Because I feel as though we're always growing and evolving. Right. And so my mission is to always be authentic and recognizing that that may change day to day. Okay. So last one real fast. Okay. So what's the next step? (laughs) The next step is to just, just to be, to be, is to be. Like it. Yes. End on that. Yes. Thank you so much, Shola. Again, we are with Shola at a moment, and we are closing out the coat with Tanya Logan. I think my the new path was essentially supported by COVID. Um, It allowed me to again focus more on myself mm-hmm. and not pouring out energy to like other people which you know as as therapists that's something that we do on a daily right absolutely but i still have my clients mm-hmm. but i didn't have that pull from like other social interactions you know so i was like hey this is tanya and welcome back to the cope today i'll be talking to shoda adawomi she'll be talking about how she started to rethink dating as she navigated through the pandemic. Thanks for tuning in. Again, Confessions of a Therapist, aka The Coat.